thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Yeah, hello, people. Hello, people. <laughs> I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. This is Lauren Daigle, as you all know, as you know. Every single line that tells me I will never measure up. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Yes, seriously. That's a real headline. We'll talk about it soon. After the opening, remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. This is nothing surprising, really, people. You say I love when I can feel a thing. You say I am strong. Yeah, I am. That's right, people. The only thing that matters now is everything you think of me. That's referring to the Lord, nobody else, people. Just get that straight, okay? In you I find my worth, in you I find my identity. That's right, people. You say I am love when I Randall's so funny, isn't he? You cracked me up, Bearface. that to Randall right before we went on the air, Cosmic. Okay, 
So, thank you for coming in. We're going to look at some headlines of the day. But first, I have to say a big, huge congratulations to my Yankees. Yeah, I do. My Yankees won last night. Sean told me about it. Yeah, he did. He emailed me after the fact. He told me that the Yankees won. Yeah, they did. Of course they did. What better team to win baseball than the Yankees, people? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm tempted to keep this hat on the whole show. Yeah, I am. Tempted is the right word. But the question is, will I? What do you think, Bareface? Do you think I should keep the hat on the whole show? Why not? Yeah, okay. Let's see. Let's see if I can do this and keep it on the whole show. I'll give you some batter's picture signals stuff, you know, like this, you know, that type of thing. As uh, part of, you know, trying to keep my hair flat. Nah, I can't do it. It's sort of drive me crazy. <laughs> anyway, so yes, I'm happy that the Yankees won. Oops. Even though I could not tell you one person on the Yankee team. A Rod, is he on the is he on the Yankee is he a Yankee? It's <laughs> <laughs> so sad, right? I yeah. I have no idea, people. Apparently not. All I all I have is is the hat. So there you have it. Okay, anyway, welcome to the show. Hope you've had a good day. Glad you're here. Uh, we are broadcasting live tonight on Periscope, of course. Twitch, right? YouTube, if you're over there. Mixer. Facebook, I think. Is this accurate? Yes, it is. Okay, so we're on all these five networks. And then, of course, we also post the audio later. And we we share that every every time that we can post the audio it's on itunes um so here's the thing if you're watching on uh youtube make sure that if you like the show you like it literally make sure that you can um hit the like button there and of course subscribe to it and leave a comment so we know that you are commenting okay also uh yeah i think that's it so <laughs> Just heard that other thing. <laughs> okay, so Kellogg's. Now, first of all, people, just so you know, you sh eating Kellogg's cereal or any other morning cereal is really dumb. No offense if you do it, but it's mostly loaded with sugar and crap that's not really good for you. Um, most cereals are, which is why you should eat boring, super, like, super boring food like eggs which have protein in them and can help strengthen your body and stuff as opposed to sugar-laden food. Or, or you know, don't be eating Pop-Tarts. All they are is sugar and carbs. They're bad for you. You can eat boring, boring oatmeal, but eat it plain. You can throw some cinnamon in there, you know, maybe a little bit of honey. Just a little teeny bit, not a whole lot. Actually, you don't even need that. Just put some cinnamon in it and put some salt in your oatmeal with a little bit of butter. And it will taste super good. It'll be healthier for you. You'll get some healthy fats in there. Use real butter. Don't use margarine. That stuff's... Ugh, don't, don't use that. Use real butter. And use salt because salt will literally bring out the taste. And if you have to use a sweetener, use like honey. And you can just use just a little teeny weeny bit of honey, which would be better for you than the crap in Kellogg's cereal or, or any other type of cereal out there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Stephen letting you know that uh, Aaron Judge is a current player on the... New York Yankees, an outfielder for the Yankees. Gotcha. He eats eggs and fruit for breakfast. And just so you know, yeah. you know, back in the day, yes. uh, around the turn of the century. When you were born? Uh, no. Uh, just kidding. The last century. Turn of the last <laughs> century. No, I was just kidding um, about that. Because if you were 100, anyway, I would be close to it. Anyway, the whole health movement was eating grains and eating whole grains. And that's where the cereal craze came about um, with the, the wheat flakes and the corn flakes. And, and it was all about a health movement at the time. Yeah, it's... Um, How are 
are we wearing blue again? I don't know. It certainly changed since then uh-huh. uh, with the sugars and all that kind of stuff that have been added. But uh, the whole breakfast cereal movement was a health conscious thing. You can eat and a banana with your oatmeal too. Yeah. That will give you sweetness. Just slice it up and then throw that in oatmeal if you got to eat cereal-ish type stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was a health it was yeah. a health conscious kind of move to begin with. Yeah. All right, well, this was an article posted over on some website. I forgot what it was. Titled Kellogg's is launching an LGBT themed cereal so you can start your day with maximum maximum gay. Oh, pinknews.co.uk. UK. Okay. So, yeah. So listen to this. So, this says here if you're a fan of breakfast and being gay, we have great news for you. Kellogg's is launching an LGBT-themed cereal. The company's special edition all-together cereal is enough to make you snap, crackle, and pop with pride, bringing together many of the brand's most popular cereals. The company announced a $50,000 donation to LGBT plus advocacy charity GLAAD as it launched the cereal for Spirit Day on October 17th. The $19.99 special edition box, available while, while supplies last, contains six mini cereal boxes packaged inside one larger exclusive altogether box to celebrate the belief that we all belong together. The company explained the box brings together six of the famous Kellogg mascots and cereals inside the same carton as a symbol of acceptance no matter how you look, where you're from, or who you love. The box includes cornflakes, Frosties, Fruit Loops, Rice Krispies, Raisin Bran, and Frosted Mini Wheats. So is Frosties like... What's Frosties? I don't know. I don't even know what Frost is. Like like Frosted Flakes? Is that what that is? Probably. A new know. name for Frosted Flakes. I don't know. I haven't eaten cereal like in 27, 28, 30 years. Something like that. Mm. Not like this anyway. Kellogg's firmly committed to equality. Chief Diversity Officer Priscilla... Corentang said, at Kellogg, we are firmly committed to equality and inclusion in the workplace, marketplace, and in the communities where we work and live. We have long been allies and supporters of LGBTQ plus, oh wait, there's no plus there, employees. Well, then they're being discriminatory. Their families and the community. For more than 100 years, Kellogg has nourished families so they can flourish and, and thrive. And the company continues to become, to welcome everyone to the table. John McCourt of GLAAD. We are proud to partner with Kellogg's again this year to help extend the important message of Spirit Day to households across the country. The All Together cereal encompasses the values of diversity, equality, and solidarity that Spirit Day is all about. And we hope that LGBTQ youth everywhere receive the messages loud and clear. Andy Mack star to launch LGBT-themed cereal All Together. The cereal is being launched by Andy Mack star Joshua Rush at a Spirit Day event at the Kellogg's Cafe in New York City, where guests will have a chance to mix your own one-of-a-kind cereal and learn about the work of GLAAD. A 2017 Spirit Day video featured mascots included, including Tony the Tiger, Snap, Crackle, and Pop, who recently came out as gay, and Tucson, or Toucan Sam, and the Corn Flakes. Uh, mascot apparently called Cornelius telling kids that bullying is no laughing matter. Actually, I was kidding about Snap, Crackle, and Pop. <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they decided that they're all gay and that they're living together and, you know, they're doing threesome stuff. And, you know, anyway, the company won a Pink News Award in 2018 for an ad campaign featured drag queens Vivian Lindsay and Miss Blair talking about how they take their cereal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we roll our eyes, people? Let's let's do it right together, okay? Seriously. <laughs> it's just <laughs> if somebody told me forty years ago I would be on the internet, you know, talking about Kellogg's cereal being gay, I would be like, You're you gotta be kidding me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing, people. Yes, you can you can boycott Kellogg's if you if you'd like. I already do. I don't eat their dumb, stupid cereal because it's junk. 
it's junk food. Oh, wait. Yeah, I forgot. It's fortified. It's fortified with vitamins and minerals. Yeah, whatever. Um, you know, I was telling Randall before the show and somebody said it in the chat. Well, wait a minute. They're, the all-together cereal, like, you know, the, the, the homosexual theme colors, it's like, wait, what about Lucky Charms? You know, they got the colored marshmallows in there. What about Fruit Loops? I mean, you can't get any more gay than calling something Fruit Loops, you know? What about Fruity Pebbles? <laughs> well, not all of their Kellogg's I mean, cereals, you get the, but... get the, get the, get the, the, the double meaning of these words, people. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know. That's mean. That's discriminatory. That's hateful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's... You're a hater. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't am. know. I'm a total hater. I just... Hey, TR fun guy. Who else is in here that I see? It's fortified with poisonous preservatives. Yes, it is. It's wow. it's true. Glenn, James, Robert, Angie, I think is still in there. Yeah, I figure when it comes to employment, whatever. You come in, you do your job. You know, I don't care what you do outside of your job. You know, what kind of things you're involved in. But Legal you know, things, people. Yeah, but, but you know, to <sighs> the cereal, $20 cereal, you know, and to give, you know, proceeds to GLAD and all that. It's, it's like singling out. I mean, here it is supposed to be all-inclusive, all-together. But no, we're going to promote sexual anarchy. You know, why aren't they giving to... You know, if it's all together, they're not giving to the Salvation Army. They're not giving to, you know, any pro-family organizations. Um, you know, they're giving to GLAD because what, they're all together. What next? Will they, like, offer a, a religious-themed unity cereal? Jews, Christians, and Islam all together? Oh, and witchcraft, too. The new witchcraft. Oh, which, I'm, I doubt it. What? You sure? Because, you know, the New World Order has to come and so... Yeah, I know, but inclusivity means means gay, means sexual anarchy, LGBTQI+. By the way, I have plus. to tell you, I discovered this new drink. It's called Ginger Ale and Lemonade. Look at that, huh? By Canada Dry. I am part Canadian. My blood is, so I thought I would support my native country where my ancestors came from. Just kidding. Well, actually, I'm not kidding. It's naturally fly flavored with ginger ale and lemonade with other natural flavors. Yeah, let's see what all their stuff is in here. High fructose corn soup. Oh, you know what? That just ruined it right there. I didn't look at that. You know what? I try to avoid high fructose corn syrup. No wonder this tastes good. <sighs> high fructose corn syrup is one of the worst things you can you can. You can, like, drink. I probably will no longer buy this now that I saw that. I didn't read the can. I actually thought this was just ginger ale. Oh, my God. Did you know there was high fructose corn syrup in here? Nope. Mm. Well, we'll finish what we bought, and then, you know. And this says here, this is um, produced under the authority of Dr. Pepper and 7-Up, Inc. Did you know that this was made by Dr. Pepper and 7-Up, Inc.? Canada Dry. Well, that's what I get for believing the advertising people. The false advertising. Yeah. Well, it was helping my tummy. That was bugging me. Oops. Okay. All right. So, on to our next story. I want to talk about this Pew Research thingy that came out. We, we talked a little bit about teasing some of this yesterday, but this... Uh, it was an interesting article over on Breitbart a couple of days ago. It's titled Pew, U.S. Christian Population in Freefall, 12% Drop in 10 Years. Okay? Just by that headline, that should concern you, that the Christian population has dropped 12% in 10 years. So the question is, what has replaced the Christians? Hmm? Well... We'll tell you. Listen to this. Christianity in the United States is declining at an unprecedented rate. A new study by the Pew Research Council revealed Thursday, and the percentage of Christians in the country has hit an all-time low. In just 10 years, the percentage of U.S. adults that identify as Christians dropped by a remarkable 12%. Pew found from 
77% to just 65%, the lowest point in the nation's 243-year history. Protestantism and Catholicism have both suffered significant losses, with the number of Protestants dropping from 51% in 2009 to just 43% today, while the number of Catholics has fallen from nearly a quarter of the population, 23%, to just 1 in 5, 20% since 2009. Well, that I can totally understand. <laughs> Just saying. Um, during the same period, the number of religious nuns, N-O-N-E-S, those who self-identify as atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular, has shot up, been a, shot up by a stunning 17%, and this group now makes up more than a quarter of the population, 26%. The number of atheists in the country has doubled since 2009 from just 2% of the population to the current 4%. Agnostics now make up 5% of the adult population, up from just 3% in 2009, while those who describe their religion as nothing in particular has leapt from 12% to 17% in this 10-year period. In absolute terms, the number of religiously unaffiliated adults in the U.S. has grown by almost 30 million since 2009, and I think that's pretty, pretty astounding. The increase of the religiously unaffiliated has been most acute among young adults, resulting in a markedly less religious generation. Fewer than half of millennials, 49%, describe themselves as Christians, while 4 in 10 identify as religious nuns, and another 10% identify with non-Christian non faiths. faiths. Along with the trend toward religious disaffiliation, a similar trend away from religious practice has also emerged over the past decade. Pew found the number of regular worship attenders who say they attend religious services at least once or twice a month dropped by 7 percentage points since 2009, offset by a comparable rise in the number who now say they attend religious services less often, if at all. Whereas in 2009, regular worship attenders outnumbered those who attended services only occasionally or not at all by a margin of 52% to 47% today. Those figures are reversed. Pew discovered. Yeah, they did. Now, a majority of Americans say they attend religious services a few times a year or less, 54%, while 45% say they attend at least once a month. So I don't know about you guys, but... That is very, very interesting, and I think that it is, um, well, it's indicative, it's a, it's a, it's definitely indicative of our times that we're in. You have yeah, any thoughts and, on that? Well, a failure on the part of the church. <laughs> you know, Christians aren't born, uh, they're born again. It's not like the population of Christians, uh, you know, increases just through procreation, I mean, no one isn't born a Christian. Um, you know, biblical Christianity is is a matter of decision, personal decision, uh, surrender, and acceptance. You know. Can you of... open your eyes wider? There they are. <laughs> okay. Well, it's uh, just you know, I noticed that they look like this. It's kind of how mine look. Anyway, so you know each. In acceptance of Yeshua as Messiah, Jesus as the Christ, you know that is something of a of a volitional uh, act. It's not something that comes by you know hereditary heredity. Uh, so, what that tells me, the Christian population is decreasing. It's not like Christians are having fewer babies. It means that Christians are not sharing their faith. You know that the gospel is not being preached, and you know people aren't being confronted uh, with the hope of glory, the promise of eternal life, uh, you know the forgiveness of sins, and the necessity to be born again. So, uh, because I think that, as we've seen with the uh, great awakenings in both the UK and the US and certain revivals that have happened, those those have been not the result of just this sort of spontaneous individual wake up one day and you know somebody said something to somebody else and yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It wasn't like 
it wasn't like uh you know any you know a good plague or you know some sort of a epidemic those revivals were the response to public preaching you know open air preaching the likes of you know Jonathan Edwards you know George Whitfield and even D.L. Moody, you know, in the in the 20th century, uh, those kinds of, you know, those those revivals were through the preaching of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And with the exception of the Harvest Crusade, you know, I, I don't think we have much of that anymore. Uh, certainly not. Well, not from biblical people anyway. Yeah, right. And... Um, there's plenty of word of faith fraudsters oh, out there. Oh yeah. So so the decline in Christian population, I would not that I've studied it, but I would just chalk up to just a failure on the part I of do, Sean. church with the capital C, including me, being yeah. diligent in sharing our faith. Yeah. Sean just came in. Okay. That was for you, buddy. Yeah, it was. See how much I care about you? <laughs> You're ignoring me? Really? Give me an S. Give me an E. Give me an A. Give me an N. What's that spell? Sean, the wrong way. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. All right, anyway... One of the best things about live streaming, could you see me on regular TV picking on an audience member? Could you? Hmm? Uh, actually, you know, it's interesting. None of this surprises me as far as the, the decline in Christianity. Because the number, there's, aside from the lack of evangelism, there's a massive lack of discipleship. And, you know, it's interesting. It's um, Recently, I was asked by a couple of people locally if I would lead a women's Bible study in the community. And I'm like okay <laughs> but it's it's interestingly from believers that i know but they're not really engaged in church they've never been taught how to study the bible um you know and all that and so it's it's um it's real interesting and yet let me ask you guys something you don't have to answer it if you don't want but if you want to and you want to be transparent and honest vulnerable and stuff you can put a one if this is you and i wouldn't be embarrassed if it is you um, the question is, do you struggle on a daily basis to actually take time to spend in God's word and to pray and to kind of just wait on the Lord? You know, and, and what I'm talking about is here, I'm not talking reading a Bible verse a day and putting it on Twitter or Instagram or tweeting it out or putting a scripture on Facebook. I'm talking actually opening your Bible reading the Bible in context and then having a prayer list, actually praying for people. Remember a couple years back, we did this, you know, 10 your most wanted list, which was your prayer list for those people who don't yet know the Lord. If you struggle with that, just put a one. And I see Angie did. I do. I'm not going to lie. I completely do. Cause when you're in ministry and you're doing stuff, the, the cares of the world, you know, often do that. And, and I know people are like, well, I have kids and I'm a mom and, or I'm my dad and I don't have time, blah, 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 blah. Well, I can tell you, I don't have children. I have, I have animals and they're like worse than kids. I think (laughs) because number one, they don't grow up, but you know, the needs of these three little four footed creatures that I have, you know, are just constantly in my way. Uh, you know, and stuff. And, and it can be difficult to do that. You know, when when you're working three jobs and you're doing other stuff, it can be really hard to schedule that in. And so on my coaching call that I, that I do with my unstuck club call, um, one of the things that I challenged my friends was I challenged them to put it on your calendar, put a time block where you're spending that time on your calendar. That's why I started going to a Bible study again with, you know, my, my church at my church, which I've been doing on Monday night. And I have to be honest, say it's been tough for me to go and do that. Cause I'm like, I've, it's like, I've had to do it. And yet I think that there is, um, a, um, darkness that is 
prevalent and pervasive over our land. I think that uh, the media, the political um, culture of our day, uh, there's so many things that can distract us. Um, you know, getting older distracts us. Pickleball distracts us. Taking care of my elderly dad distracts me. Dealing with people who stalk me online distracts me. Anyway, just lots of different stuff can distract you, right? And, and, and so it's, it is a challenge. And when believers are, are, you know, struggling to be in God's word, you're just going to get weaker, right? Which is horrible because you shouldn't. So I will say that, you know, the last seven weeks or so, I've been in a Bible study at my church. First time in a decade, I actually went back to church Bible study. And I tell you what, it's been really good for me. And I was challenged by the leader to start memorizing God's word again. And I have to tell you that, that I have, I've started to memorize Psalm 103. Uh, and I've started finding some joy in that again. Go, oh yeah, you know, cause it's real easy to get distracted by Christian news, by secular news, by games on your phone, by working, by, by trying to earn money, by traveling, by getting sick, you know, your animal getting sick. I mean, your husband, your wife, you know, whatever you, it's, it's hard. So, you know, if you're somebody that struggles, just know you're not alone. You know, everybody does. Most people do. Um, I know very few people that don't. Uh, and so, um, the challenge is, to kind of make it more of a daily discipline and realize that, um, that the more you're in the word, the more people who are not in the word are going to be obvious to you. And you're going to have more authority. You're going to have more spiritual authority, uh, because first of all, you'll have better discernment. And second of all, um, you'll be able to see, you know, the error versus the truth. And you guys know that, right? I mean, you know, that old story about, you know, how do you, spot a counterfeit dollar by knowing the real dollar um, and studying the real genuine thing. And that's how it should be with the word of God. We should be studying God's word above all else. You know, throw away all the Christian fluff out there, get open God's word, and go to Ariel Ministries and get some good meaty stuff that will actually help you out. See how I did that? <laughs> They're our sponsor too. But you go there and get their stuff and it will help you. Uh, in your walk with the Lord. And there's some really good stuff there. Like I said earlier, you know, there's a couple things on sale. If you just go to the website, ariel.org, you can go there, save 20% off your order when you use that coupon code Bible News. I just encourage you to do that. Okay, so do that. Um, just want to refresh my page here. Also, if you, uh, if you just want to donate to our show, we've expressed our needs that we have. Feel free to do as God leads you to. You can do that at BibleNewsRadio.com. There is a donate page. Yeah. Right? Give, just forward slash give. Uh, you can give via PayPal. You can write a check. You can donate on Venmo even. I have that set up. Um, I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. Um, if you want to be a member of Legal Shield or get identity theft protection through us, which would support our show indirectly, um, but also give you a great service, which, by the way, we are <laughs> we're going to be using again. It's actually quite amazing how much you, you will you will use this service if. Um, yeah. Anyway, so if you want to do that, just get in touch with me. Okay, learn about that. All right. You have any other announcements, Randall? I do not. Okay. All right. So the um, Franklin Graham last week or most of this, this past week, he's actually been in the news because he's been kind of outraged about, um, uh, he's been kind of outraged about um, Ronald Reagan Jr. atheism ad. Let me look at that comment. The Pew data you mentioned was from 2014 stats. It would be interesting to see what the stats are now. Really? Hmm. Oh, I'm all curious. Because that was a recently published article, so I I don't know. Well, anyway, we'll have to go look at that. But, yeah, if, it, if that was what it is, well, it's still sad. 
Is that what it says in there? Are you looking at it? I'm looking at it. Uh, there's science kit in Pew Research Center telephone surveys conducted in 2018 and 2019. So. Okay, well, this article is 2018 and 2019. It's, if you go to pewresearchcenter.org, I think it is, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Bareface got, has it for me. Yeah. Oh, that's not the article we read, though. No, but that's the one linked in the... Oh, it is? In the Breitbart article. Okay. Okay, well, see, Breitbart messed it up. <laughs> it's all his fault. Okay, anyway. Well, well no, I mean, they're, oh. they're, they're citing from this study, which was... In 2014? No. Okay, well, no, TR Fungi... Research just... Center Telephone Surveys conducted in 2018 and 65% of American adults described themselves as Christian. Yeah, he, he meant, he's linking a different article, though. Down 12 per percentage points, so the... Pretty much the stuff summed up in the Breitbart articles here in this in okay. this pew. I guess the article that he's thinking of is different than that one. All right. Anyway, so back to Franklin Graham. So Franklin Graham, you know, is the son of Billy Graham. And he said Thursday he was disappointed that President Ron, Ronald Reagan's son boasted about his atheism in a recent ad for the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Quote, I was saddened to see... The news that President Ronald Reagan's son, Ron Jr., is a self-proclaimed atheist and proud of it. Uh, he wrote that on his Facebook page. He said here, his father was certainly quite different. President Reagan had a deep faith in God and in his son, Jesus Christ. Ron Jr. was in a television advertisement to raise money for the Freedom From Religion Foundation. That aired during the Democratic debate this week and got a lot of attention. He boasted in the ad that he was a lifelong atheist not afraid of burning in hell. Wow. It is, of course, his choice to believe or not to believe in God and his plan of salvation through Christ, but whether an individual believes in God, heaven, or hell doesn't change the reality. The Bible tells us that hell is a place of torment, fire, and separation from God, and hell awaits those who do not repent of their sin and put their faith and trust in Christ. Let's pray that Ron will know the saving love of Jesus Christ and turn to him before it's too late. The ad, which aired during the Democratic debate in Westerville, Ohio, on Tuesday night, sought to raise money for the FFRF and became the top trending search on Google during the CNN event. Hi, I'm Ron Reagan, an unabashed atheist, and I'm alarmed by the intrusion of religion into our secular government. Reagan stated in the commercial, he continued, That's why I'm asking you to support the Freedom From Religion Foundation, the nation's largest and most effective association of atheists and agnostics, working to keep state and church separate, just like our founding fathers intended. Please support the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Ron, Ron Reagan, lifelong atheist, not afraid of burning in hell. <laughs> you know, Michael Reagan, the adopted son of Ronald Reagan, is a very devout, born-again Christian, and I know he would have comments about this. But anyway, however, his critics were quick to voice their opinions of the ad's message, this is the left. They booed at God at their convention, tweeted Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kirk. Uh, they want to defend churches that don't support their progressive views. And this is the ad that gets the prime spot in their debates. I'm not afraid of burning in hell. Retweet if you're disgusted with this godless party. Prior to the debate on Tuesday, the FFRF stated the iconic ad had been censored from the ABC network when it tried to air the commercial during the Democratic debate on September 12th foundation said the 32nd spot the first free thinking ad believed to have ever run during a presidential primary debate will be shown twice during the october 15th debate itself and also during the primary debate pre-show and post-show the ad will also air wednesday on the the lead with jake tapper the situation room with wolf blitzer and anderson cooper 360 <clears throat> Radio host Rush Limbaugh called it one of the most perfect ad placements in the history of advertising, adding that you want to reach a bunch of people that don't like God, don't like religion, and have no fear of hell because they don't think it exists, so they don't mind burning there. Run this ad in a democratic debate, he, he concluded. <coughs> yeah. So it's sad. It's sad, you know. I don't know. Randall, you got thoughts on this? 
I would agree with Lim Limbaugh that, yeah, it's a great place for that ad. You know, given the recent history of Democratic uh, debates, I mean, even going back uh, four years ago, you know, at the time of the last presidential election, uh, well, prior to, uh, yeah, there was a lot of talk of, of, of godlessness and, you know, and the, the plague of religion. I'm paraphrasing grossly, but yeah, it's just the way the, that party is, you know, trending. Not that all Democrats are atheists or agnostics, but as a party, that's kind of been the, you know, the party line, uh, that's been championed and, and it cracks me up when he, when people say things like, like the founding fathers intended, what are the founding fathers intend and they based it upon their interpretation of the first amendment but during the Consti constitutional convention while it was being written you know notes were taken minutes were taken and discussion back and forth and and you can read what the discussion was uh, uh during the constitutional convention to to know what the founding fathers intended and and had contentions with each other uh, things like that. Well, plus um, they had a chaplain open in prayer, and you know they were so anti, you know, church and um, state that they prayed beforehand. Yeah. And they put a position of chaplain in the Senate. Yeah, and and when Thomas Jefferson wrote his famous or infamous letter, uh, the Banbury, yeah, yeah, about the separation, the Constitution erected a certain wall of you know, separation between church and state. That's while President Jefferson was attending church services held where? Uh, in the House of Representatives right. on Sundays. So, yeah. Yeah. Before I forget, I want to remind you guys that... History next, is a stubborn thing. Next Saturday... Facts are stubborn things. We have a very special guest. Todd Hampson is joining me to talk about this book, The Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation. And this is Bible prophecy for everyone. See right down there is what it says, Bible prophecy for everyone. And it says, cuts through the complexity and confusion, entertaining and user-friendly, full of fascinating visuals, timelines, and charts. Um, and I do have one copy of this book to give away, which I will be giving away next Saturday when he is on our show. This is a great book. I mean, it is filled with great illustrations. Uh, Todd used to be one of the illustrators at Big Idea. Um, and now he found, and he also founded Tim Buck Tunes. Um, and he used to work with like Phil Vischer from Veggie Tales and all that. So, fun book. Serious book, though. Mark it on your calendar for Saturday. if you might do us a favor and move your microphone up a little bit closer to your mouth or you can do that we'll be sure to hear you then but okay can you hear me now yes i can hear you now okay this was anybody is, complaining that they couldn't hear me no but it's cut out a couple times just, gotcha. just all right speaking of weird people on religious tv this comes out of uh, Nigeria, I think it is. Yeah. Did you guys hear about this story? A TV station was fined $25,000 for televangelist's miracle water cancer cure. This was over on mychristiandaily.com. And this says here, a TV station in Nigeria has been fined $25,000 after a televangelist promoted a miracle water cure for cancer. It is alleged that an investigation found that televangelist Peter Popoff, who heads up Peter Popoff Ministries, frequently asked viewers to order free miracle spring water. The report reportedly found that there were a number of testimonies from individuals who claimed or implied that using the water helped cure them from serious illnesses, including cancer. Authorities were concerned that viewers could be harmed by claims it could cure their often serious health conditions. The reported, the reported stated, 
the reported stated <laughs> um, that the program did not take steps to provide adequate protection for such viewers and that there was a material risk that susceptible members of the audience may have been improperly exploited by the program. Popoff is a German-born televangelist. According to Wikipedia, he, he was exposed in 1986 for using an earpiece to receive radio messages from his wife who gave him the names, addresses, and ailments of members during Popoff-led religious services. It is alleged Popoff falsely claimed God revealed this information to him so that Popoff could cure them by faith healing. He went bankrupt the next year but made a comeback in the late 1990s. Beginning in the mid-2000s, Popoff bought TV time to promote Miracle Spring Water on late-night infomercials and referred to himself as a prophet. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Business Insider has remarked that no matter how many times his claims are debunked, he seems to bounce back with another version of the same old scam. Popoff is still promoting the product on his website, which states, The Miracle Spring Water is a powerful biblical point of contact. There is nothing magical or mystical about it. The Bible uses points of contact in numerous locations to release miracles. Okay. So many people have used the miracle spring water and their lives have been changed. He refers to Acts 19, 11 to 12 as the scripture that backs up his claims. Should we look at that bare face? Acts 19, 11, 12? Yeah. Sure. Yes. Let's see here. Oh, wait. I have some miracle water right here, people. Yeah, it is. It's from, um, it's, it's great value and it's purified drinking water. This is guaranteed. Yeah, it is. I can't even open it. Ugh. That's hard to open. Ouch, ouch, ouch. This is guaranteed to taste really super good. That's what I thought it was. Uh, there's no corn syrup in here, which is super great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Water, the number one drink that you should drink is water. Why? Not because it's miraculous, but because your body is made of like a ton of water. Having just vomited seven massive times not recently, I <laughs> I did not realize how much water you have in your body. Just so you know. Anyway. Yeah, it's... Watered it's, down religion. I like that. That's what I thought it was, yeah. God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Peter Popov. No, I mean in the hand, by the hands of Paul, <laughs> so that handkerchiefs or aprons were even carried from his body to the sick, and the diseases diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out. Nothing about miracle water there, just so you know. Well, he probably. I'm gonna guess he probably had like miracle handkerchiefs at some point. Probably. That's my guess. I know some of these bigger, stupid, false ministries do. And you know what's interesting about these? The, the ministries are always named for themselves. No narcissistic tendencies there. Yeah. You know, Peter Popoff Ministries. You know, Benny Hinn Ministries. And, Benny the uh, Hinn, you mean. Yeah. Who has actually repented because... Because Costi, his nephew, I think it is. Yeah, I called him out in a book. Called him out in a book. And kind of the whole family. Yeah. But be very careful about who you listen to on the internet, right? I mean, I was recently listening to somebody that I used to hang out with and kind of sort of promote. And after watching their latest promo for their new conference, I was like, you got to be kidding me, right? Really? Because the way you're promoting this sounds a little fraudulent to me. Um, doesn't mean everybody that's going to be at that conference is a fraud, but the head leader of it, I do not trust anymore. And I'm like, that's a little arrogant, the way that you're promoting that. Mm -hmm. Tom Horn, in case you're wondering who I'm talking about. He actually, I'm just going to say it. Look, Skywatch TV, that's his organization. My friends Sharon and Derek Gilbert host Skywatch TV. Totally love them. Tom Horn, I don't like. And I will say that openly. I don't like the man. I met him once. And I saw how people treated and acted around him, and it was weird. And if you don't believe me, go watch the latest thing that they're doing to, to um, talk about his brand new Defender um, conference, which I will say there's going to be a lot of my friends there that I've interviewed on the show at it. I don't have a problem with that. But what I did have a problem with is that 
There's going to be 2,000 seats available. They're not going to live stream it. They are going to DVD it. And Tom Horde made the comment that very much like um, the in the upper room, that was a wholly unique, one-of-a-kind experience that only the disciples and Jesus had. This is going to be the type of experience, and he is going to be speaking at this, and you are going to want to be, be there because he's giving a special prophetic anointed type speech. And I, you know, I was watching that. I told Randall, I said, what a load of crap. I'll call it for what it is. I don't care if it's sincere as hell. In my opinion, it's a load of crap. I don't care who the hell he thinks he is or how much money the man thinks he has. If he thinks that he's so anointed and wholly anointed by God that that he, you know, that that experience is going to equate to the upper room experience. Everybody's going to go and have a spiritual experience at his conference that he's, you know, charging for. It's a load of crap. I'd walk away. I'd run. I'd run away. And, and I am... I am. I don't care if anybody from Skywatch or anywhere else hears me say it because that didn't resonate with my spirit. And I'm just saying, you know, that he gives away. He he's he's a marketing genius. The way that he promotes and sells books is completely genius, really. I mean, if you're stupid enough to buy them constantly. And that's how they're selling his books. Get this $300 worth of books. If you sign up for our thing for 120 bucks or whatever it was, you get this. But you're, only you and 2,000 other people will be in the room with the holy anointed Tom Horn, who's going to give a holy anointed upper room type message that only the 2,000 people there are going to be able to hear because we're not going to live stream it because we're going to talk about super important dark supernatural things that only the 2,000 people are going to hear. What a load of crap, people. Calling it for what it is. That's completely what it is. And, you know, you can go if you want. If you do, feel free to let me know what happens. I ain't going. And it, and it irritates me because, you know, I'm just a twit here on Periscope. You know, Twitch. I'm a Twitch. <laughs> no. Um, YouTube, Mixer, Facebook, and Periscope with zero money really behind us like that guy has. He doesn't make his money from, well, he does make money from donations, but that guy's a master marketer, and there is a reason years ago he was kicked out of the pastorate. What it is, I don't know, but what I can tell you is what he said recently on that show does not bear witness to me and the Holy Spirit. Just saying. <sighs> Sorry. Just had to say that. You want to cover? Do you have a thought about that? Or <laughs> yeah. How I mean, dare I? Right? How dare I say that? Yeah. I mean, we live in an age where you know, especially social media and things like that, live streams. You, know, you got to call attention to yourselves and the. But I don't know. Call attention to what you're offering this. If it was, if it were that he was promoting somebody else or, you know, that was going yeah. to. I mean, Robert McGinnis, a lot of good uh, people are going to be at that event. Right. But it's, but it's like, I over, I wasn't watching the video with her, but, you know, I'm going to speak to you and I'm going to deliver. Well, and he's billing it as this may be the last conference I ever speak at. Yeah. BS. I don't often speak myself, but he I'm hasn't going to spoken speak. Spoken in four years. And yeah, and just this—it's uh, a load of crap, people. Just saying. You know, it's just it's scarcity. It's a, uh, you know, then FOMO. It's a—it's a marketing device. It's BS. Right. That's exactly what it is. But I—I I just don't think there's a place. There's definitely a place for marketing on the web. You know, and creating this uh, sense of scarcity that this, yeah, you yeah, know, sure. I give him that. This He's exclusive, a master marketer for right? Sure. And then certainly, you know, a FOMO. You know, if you're missing out, if you don't do this, then you'll. But yeah, to throw in there, just like the, you know, the disciples in the upper room. That was a one, you know, in a once, you know, one time experience. Yeah. This too, you know, the one time. <laughs> it's like okay, that's. Yeah, I just going a little further to I, that's yeah. going a little far to you know promote 
Yeah, to equate. Well, what it does your, is, is your all the Tom Christian Horn devotees yeah. are like going to be drooling. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be in the room with Tom Horn. <gasps> I saw when we went to the prophecy conference with with Bob and Gary, uh, who I think are both upstanding men. But I saw how Horn was treated there, and it was almost like he was some like mini god i mean the way people were like like he had bodyguards and i'm like give me a break dude you know you're not that important in my opinion um and this I, is this I, is my I, attitude I, go ahead i was gonna say i'll give him this it's not called tom horn ministries yeah true but what i will say is that i i mean he him and his wife do good stuff but i think a little arrogance is there and i just you know it's like don't don't be saying the spiritual climate's going to be great and only select people are going to be there. It's going to be equated to the upper room experience. That's a little crap if I ever heard it. That's <laughs> how you really it, feel. Well, it's true. Oh. It's part Jewish here, so I'm just saying. I'm owning it. Right. Yeah, I, I was watching the Doug Hagman show a couple of days ago, too, and that guy's another pompous jackass as well. That's and how you really he feel. is. He's a pompous jackass. And he thinks that, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but if they can do their dumb junk stuff, I'm going to call them out for the jerks that they are and the showmen that they are. And they are, you know, right. I know I'm a twit, right? Well, who am I? I don't have an audience. I don't care. Well, I don't have anything to lose. I'm not buying into their crap. Yeah. And But Steve Quayle was on there and some other people, and they were talking about, you know, they're they're using the fear mongering tactics, you know, when when the government's coming after you and they're gonna have the concentration camps and stuff. One of the things that you're gonna need, people, is night vision goggles and stuff. And and you know, hey, just so you know, you could buy them at our survival store. Yeah, you can. Really? Yeah. That's, that's convenient. It's like, give me a, just shut up, people. Mm. That's what I want to say. Is you know what? Where is God's word when you're preaching this stuff? That's what I want to know. Because there is not God's word there. Yeah, well, they're not. Well, they're God not. Ha, see, here's the thing. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And all of those clowns, all they do is promote fear. I will hand it to them. You know, I will concede that they're not merchandising the gospel. No, you they're know, merchandising it, other crap. Yeah. It, trying but to it's, scare people. It's clearly merchandising. Yeah, get your food buckets before the apocalypse. Ours is in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> True story, actually. <laughs> that was years ago. I got suckered into that. I know yeah. better now. Well, no, you never know. Tornado, whatever. Good to have some food on hand. I don't know. I, it just, it's, it's just anyway, like... Anyway, we got one more story. Poor Jim B. Selling the survival stuff. Jim B. Oh, J like James Baker. Is that who you're talking about? Mm. Jim Baker. Well, Jim Baker and Tom Horn and all those guys are buds. Anyway, last story. Google executives. That yeah. one? Okay. Gosh, we're running out of time. <clears throat> all right. Google executive. You should warn guests about smart speakers in your home. This is over on Breitbart. Uh, Google devices. Chief Rick Osterlo admitted during a recent interview that he would disclose to guests entering his home that smart speakers are present, showing that the masters of the universe recognize just how invasive their technology actually is. BBC News reports that during a recent interview, Google's device, devices chief, chief Rick Osterlo was asked if homeowners should warn guests that smart devices such as Google Home or Amazon Echo were in use. The Google executives seemed surprised by the question, but eventually agreed that they should indeed be informed. Gosh, I haven't thought about this before in quite this way. Osterlo states, it's quite important for all these technologies to think about all users. We have to consider all stakeholders that might be in proximity. <gasps> he finally decided, does the owner of a home need to disclose to a guest? I would and do when someone enters into my home, and it's probably something that the products themselves should try to indicate. Osterlo pointed out that some Google devices do attempt to make users aware when they're recording, such as the Nest cameras, which shine an LED light when they're in record mode. Osterlo was also questioned about Google's other data collection techniques, specifically the recent reports that Google contractors targeted individuals with darker skin tones to perform facial recognition tests on. From the BBC News interview, there's been controversy over facial recognition tests carried out on the phone's behalf to make sure it worked better with, with dark skin tones. 
there's been reports a contractor targeted homeless people offering them $5 but didn't properly explain what was going on. Can you address that? It was very important for us to make sure the face unlock system works for all different kinds of people, genders, races, etc. All kinds of genders. Yeah, and as a consequence, we wanted to make sure we were able to get a large number of data points that allowed us to perfect this model in a fair way. So we went out and did a lot of research in this area. It's come to our attention there may be some methods that were not approved, not how we would do business. So we're investigating that. We would find never what we would never find that acceptable. And so we've suspended any data collection until this is straightened out. Just to be clear about what you think it is unacceptable, was it the targeting of homeless people? Was it not explaining exactly what people were testing or what? All of those allegations would be different than what we would find acceptable, but do you still plan to retain the data collected in this way for 18 months? I don't know that we've discussed the length of time that we're holding data, but there have been no changes in the program with respect to data retention. So in other what words, what a great answer! Yeah, it's like they didn't—they didn't answer it. But hey, you know, just be aware: all these devices are spying on you, and it—you know—use it to your benefit, though. Go, um, use it to your benefit. Like, like if you want to get a discount on something on Facebook, just mention, hey, you know, I would like a discount on a bird feeder from Nature's. Uh, nature's whatever it is company and within a couple of days I will have some ads in my Facebook now that I've said that true story um, it's it's so true you can test it on your phone you can just you just throw out a random like word and next thing you know you will start seeing stuff having to do with it even though you you don't I mean it's it's kind of creepy actually yeah, it is. So tomorrow night, Bareface is going to be here with Sundays in the Scriptures, right, Bareface? Uh, that is the plan, indeed. Yeah, it is. I will be back as well, doing what? I don't know. Maybe just harassing my husband, Probably. Bareface. Probably. It works, works well that way. <laughs> I did play pickleball with Bareface today. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I played good, too. Yeah. Bareface played pretty good today as well. Me and George won, though. We we won almost every game except the last one that we played, and then I switched and I got you as my partner, and we lost. Not by much. Not by much, but mm. but I wanted to have you as my partner because I wanted to be more challenged on the other side. Yeah. And that was supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but... Well, in my heart, it is a compliment. That's nice. Uh, I realize who sleeps with me at night, so he could kill me any night, you know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hopefully that would never happen. First of all, he snores really loud, so I just whap him. I never snore, though. Yeah, right. Okay, anyway. All right. You're in the dog, yeah? <laughs> uh, actually, you know, it was funny. If you're a friend of mine on Facebook, I did this video. I'll just end the show this way. I did this video. I was trying to show how me and Randall were going to play pickleball. And I have this backpack, and I keep a couple of dollars in it for, sometimes so I can get a Snickers bar or something like that afterwards because of blood sugar after I play a lot. And I have the thing opened, and the dollar was kind of sticking out. And my friend George who I didn't see was walking behind me and he took the dollar out of it. And then he said, Hey, see what I, what I found on the floor. And I go, huh? he's like, actually, I just pickpocketed your backpack. You really should have that thing zipped up. And said, anyway, it was funny. You can go watch it if you want. <sighs> now I know I can't trust George, but actually me and George played very well together. So if I ever decide to do a senior Olympic type, you know, Dang, I might have George as my partner. I think me and George could beat a lot of people. We beat Bareface and his partners a couple times, so. Yep. Hey, Sean, is the Yankees in anymore? Are they playing anymore? Because let's root for the Yankees people to win the World Series if they're making it that far. I don't know. I'll have to do some research to find out, but I should be wearing my Yankees hat more. Anyway, see you later, people. Remember to be bold, stand up and go with God because he loves you. Yep.